All right. Are we ready? We're ready. Get us into the world, Andy. All right. Here we go. Hold on. Let me get. Hold on. I'm just. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom real fast. Are you ready? <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. Let's do this. Uh, all right. All right. That's a joke. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first adventure of the Blue Ridge Adventurers Guild. <laughs> I am excited. Okay, let's just get right into it. Guys, our adventure starts in the forest outside the town of Cinder in the Blue Mountains. As we open the scene, we are at the Shattered Skull. So, there's a group of nefarious characters camping in the woods outside the Shattered Skull. The Shattered Skull is a 20-foot-tall, broken piece of stone. It's in the shape of a, a, of a skull with a huge split down the middle. The top part of the skull has been blown and blasted out. The skull itself is burned around the top as if an enormous amount of heat and force descended upon this stone statue in the past, blasting it to pieces. And that is where your party has chosen to camp. And as we begin our adventure, we are in a cool morning in the mountains as your group circles around the campfire for warmth until the sun rises to light and warm your day. Let's go ahead and meet our friends. Let's start with uh, Severe. <sighs> All right, hey. Uh, name's Sphere. Uh, deep gnome, but uh, most people just think I'm a goblin, and uh, honestly, it's it's not really worth the time of day to correct him anymore, so I just let people think what they think, and I know my truths, and that's what I live by. But, uh... uh God, it's so fucking cold. Okay. And you guys got any coffee we can make or something? No, I don't. Across the fire, a high elf leans in for warmth, rubbing her hands together. Amari, introduce yourself, please. Um, my name is Amari. Um, and... Really, all you need to know is that I am devoted to Anubis, god of death. Um, write that down. It is Anubis, god of death. <laughs> and he is wonderful. And honestly, I can go on all day about him, but I just really don't think any of you are really worthy of hearing about him. But, I mean, I, I, I really just keep mostly to myself. Uh, I enact his wishes um, which is to just involve myself with death as much as possible. That's how I see him. That's how we communicate. And really, I just, oh, I love death. Standing about 30 feet away from the fire, looking out from, uh, from the hilltop on which he stands over the blue parkway, we see a shifter, and he has with him a um, 
it's it's almost like a kaleidoscope and this shifter mm-hmm. calls it his um he calls it his normie collider because when he looks through it he sees fantastic beings fantastic images he sees equipment he sees towns he sees magical places as he looks and gazes upon it and now the shifter stands and stares down to where he sees through the normie collider these mechanical beasts traveling at great rates of speed along a a, a different blue parkway it's a it's a gray parkway it's a smooth parkway it's not the dust and the rock and the stone that he sees when he lowers the normie collider Mm. Scott why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself yes I am Scarf champion of my clan I was raised runt of the litter but I have learned how to be tough and how to be strong. And one day, I will fight those great mechanical beasts that I see in the distance, and I will cleave them in two with my blade, for I will be one of the strongest champions known in Cinder. And as the shifter slides his normie uh, collider back into his bag and rejoins his friends at the fire... They begin to discuss their plans for the day. You got any coffee? I don't need coffee. I am woken by the sun. Yeah, sure, whatever. No one ever has coffee anymore. It's bad. Exercise will give you energy. Uh, Scarf (sighs) begins with doing push-ups. You know, maybe, (laughs) maybe some meditation or, um, Really recentering yourself will hmm. help you to. You two are really unsufferable sometimes, you know that? Mm, same for you. Yeah, whatever. Hey, do you see, uh, are we getting close? Do you see anything? You are standing out there forever. Hey, on. 27, 28, oh my God. 29, 30. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked out across the land, and I have seen great beasts made of machine traveling at speeds that we could not run at. So you didn't see anything then? <laughs> Beyond that, no. Okay, all right. So we we're st- we still don't exactly know where we're going. We're still... I mean, you said you could find us with your fucking doodicky thing and so far we just found a rock a very very wonderful rock i i really um i really like the aesthetic of this right now this is a very impressive rock 20 feet tall burned the top vines climbing up the side of the skull it truly is an impressive structure that you i could live here yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice. Uh, I could so, decorate the walls with the trophies of my enemies. I didn't invite you. Just me. I only want to live here. I was implying if I had lived here instead of... Um, 
Well, I started it first. I, I, I claimed it. I live here first. <laughs> We're yeah. called dibs. Ah, oh, Christ. All right. All right. Okay. If you're going to do something, I guess just do it yourself. Uh, all right. So I w- I'm going to walk over to where uh, uh, Scarf was standing a second ago, and I'm trying to figure out, like, uh, do we know which direction we're supposed to go? Where like where we're going? Well, you do have some pretty good landmarks. So the okay. the sh- the shattered skull is. I mean, obviously it is. I mean, it's twenty feet tall. It is a it is a known landmark. You know what I mean? Like okay. like people use that to guide. And also, as you look down, you look across a, a road called the Blue Parkway that merchants use to travel, and they travel along the Blue Mountains. And uh, this is a uh, it's a scenic roadway. It 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 is a high roadway. It curves up through the mountains. It's often blocked by snow, but it does take you along uh, cities that are up in the uh, in the Blue Mountains, and um, and it lets you move along the ridge line, which okay. is probably your best route for transit. So so yeah, you've got a pretty good idea of of where you are. Okay, and so so like as mercenaries, like all three of us have probably been through here a couple of times. Like, is it safe to assume that? Yeah, uh, yeah. If, as long as your your mercenary band has been working in the Blue Mountains, which they have, then yeah, yeah you okay. you would definitely know this. Uh, this is obviously a common landmark. Uh, you as a mercenary band, uh, this is not the worst place to stake out a um, a passing caravan. For example, if uh, if you were going to look for some passing merchants, maybe grab some hostages, things like that, this would be a pretty good place to be. The only downside to it is because of the obvious shattered skull. It, it's pretty well known. This is yeah. a fairly high traffic area. Okay. So, uh, what? Where are we going? What are we trying to do right now? Or do we have an objective? Are we just kind of camping out in the woods right now? So at this point, you guys are camping out in the woods. You're sort of between work, and okay. um, and you're outside the town of Cinder, which is a, a growing okay. town. It's uh, again, like you, you, so you're in a pretty pretty well known area. Uh, the town of Cinder is a growing area. There's there's often um, there's often uh, conflict there. It, it's not it's not a super developed. Kind of think of like a frontier town. Uh, so you have you have a lot of people sort of growing. There's a lot of people who come to Cinder and, and to the Blue Mountains to sort of live their own life. Uh, and, gotcha. and as a result, they don't necessarily like to involve authorities. And so you guys pretty commonly pick up work as uh, as local. I don't want to call you constables. That's way yeah. too yeah. Uh, positive. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah some, we some prefer people formal, have a neighbor but... problem. They don't want to involve the sheriff, mm-hmm. your group may likely get involved okay so i guess very much wild wild west wild blue ridge vibes yeah from from this area specifically yes there is this is a prosperous area there um there have been a number of uh, discoveries in the blue mountains especially recently there have been um there have been these uh Earthquakes. It's uh, the mountains have shaken uh, a number of times in the last few months in ways that they haven't before. And these um, these these tremors seem to be getting larger. They're irregular in how often they happen. But what has happened is, as the mountains have shaken, well-known caverns 
and caves and cellars and dungeons have collapsed. They've been sealed off. There's a lot of work for muscle just to reopen pathways. At the same time that a lot of known under mountain properties have been uh, have been made inaccessible. A variety of unknown properties have emerged, catacombs and passageways that haven't been walked in in hundreds and hundreds of years. Open up, cracks in the earth lead down to underground dwellings that no one has set foot in for thousands of years. The potential to find gold, treasure, magical items, family fortunes that were lost are now re-emerging. There's almost a gold rush to find the reopened secrets of the Blue Mountain. And so the spirit of optimism in Cinder is enormous. And you guys, you were here first, you were already working. This is your turf. And as adventurers flow into the area, you feel a bit of resentment, but you know that you know the area better than anyone else. And this is your turf. You feel that you could do very well if you just got the right break. Um, just because I don't want to go back empty-handed, uh, do I see any like carriages coming or anything, or is the road empty? The road's fairly empty. It's early in the day. You expect okay. traffic to pick up later on. Okay, so I'm gonna go back, walk over. Yeah, I checked. I didn't see any gray machines. Uh, so uh, too fast for your eyes. Only yeah, the sure. eyes of me, the mighty, can see them. So, listen, guys. Uh, we try to get some work. I know, I know, uh, full disclosure, I don't particularly like you guys, but you're really good at what you do, and I feel like that we can make a lot of money. So, uh, I don't know. How, do you guys have any ideas on how we can do that? Uh, have you ever, it's been a really long time since we've, uh, done a bit of, a, a toll road, if you know what I mean. Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. take take yeah. Uh, advantage of all the new people coming in because they've never traveled this road probably, Look. and just ask them for some gold, and we'll let them through. And if they don't offer it up, we'll ask them for slightly less money. And if they are too poor, we'll just <laughs> kill them. Yeah, I mean, I I I love me a good toll road. Yeah. My blade thirsts for combat. I just. I think we got we got to think bigger, you know. Like, mm. there's just lots of stuff happening. There's there's lots of knowns. I just, I mean, I, 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 I don't roll, know. Maybe this. Go ahead. Roll me perception checks all the way around. All right. Perception. Where are you? Hmm. That's going to be a dirty twenty-one for sphere. Um. So, Amari is just really distracted by her idea of the toll. She rolled a six. <laughs> and um, she's not paying attention. Uh, yeah, Scarf is... You said perception, right? I got... <laughs> also rolled a six. Okay, cool. So, so Scarf is not so paying attention. As uh, Severe is uh, explaining his idea and thinking about, about how he needs to go bigger, and he kind of looks up at you two who uh, and, and Scarf, you've sort of moved into the 
into the warmth of the fire. And so you guys are in sort of the traditional three person mm. triangle around the fire. And, um, it just happens for as, as you look up there, you, you see motion in the forest, uh, just over their shoulder, but it's nothing you can, you can latch onto and, and you look. And then when you look again, there's, there's nothing that you can, that you can see, but there was just out of your peripheral vision, something moved, but you didn't hear any crackles. It wasn't a squirrel. It wasn't any, you know, little, uh, woodland creature that, that, that would, uh, make any noise. It was, it was silent, completely silent, but you haven't lived this long as a dark, deep gnome without trusting your instincts. Hey, uh, you guys keep thinking, but uh, don't hurt yourselves or anything. I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna go check something out. Uh, and like I'm gonna. Some help. No, God, no! Please don't. Please Thank just, God. just stay there. Thank God. Uh, and I'm going to. Um, I'm not gonna walk straight towards the noise. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk in like a. Almost like a ninety degree angle to the noise. Okay. And just try to. I, I'm guessing. Are we in the woods? Are we like a small? I'm guessing we're like a small clearing under this rock sort of That's thing. That's exactly right. Yeah. There, there's a clearing okay. around this rock. Um. And, and obviously people camp here and use it as a landmark. And so so you really don't have a lot of undergrowth uh, or underbrush or anything like that around this rock. But very quickly you get into primary forest. You know. Yeah. These are not brambles, gotcha. but you quickly move out into a, a pine forest because you're up high, and then uh, okay. the forest darkens within probably about 20 to 30 yards, you start to yeah. move into more established. So before I even get that far, all right, as soon as I feel like I'm able to, I want to try and get some cover and hide. I don't know what I'm hiding from, but I just want to like start doing my little creep thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, so roll me a stealth check. Okay. And sphere gets stealth checks with advantage. Let's go. Um, that's going to be a dirty 24. And so then I want to double back towards where I heard the noise. Yep, totally. So you you kind of walk out to the first real stand of trees that has substance, and you just disappear into it. And again, um, you know, uh, your your friends, uh, Scarf and Amari, seem, seem fairly content just to sit and warm their hands by the fire. You don't hear any motion, anything. You might be completely over reacting but you want to be sure so you circle around to where you thought you saw motion and when you get there again you're not seeing anything all right there's nothing obvious there's nothing standing out there's no sound there's no motion there's no nothing but you are certain that you saw you it's you can feel it and so, do me a favor and roll me, uh, roll me another perception check if you don't mind. Perception. Mm, not as good. That's a nine. Yeah. So you were just standing there, and you like, ah, you're certain you saw something, just certain of it, and it is okay. just not there. Mm. I swear. All right. My last impulse as a character and as a player is I'm gonna. 
just to double check, I'm going to kind of look around because you said I'm next to the Shattered Skull, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you've you kind of crept at this point. You've kind of come back around yeah. and the Shattered Skull kind of finishes your arc of moving through the forest. Okay, I'm going to kind of look around and, and I'm going to start climbing up and see if I can get to the top of the Shattered Skull and just see if, A, if, if anything's up there or B, yeah. if nothing's up there, if I can see any movement amongst the, the forest below. All right, cool. So, um, so as you start to climb the uh, the top of the scattered shattered skull, now this is this is a twenty foot tall structure. I'm going to need you to run uh, roll me an athletics check to see if you okay. can uh, see if you can really get purchased and get up here. Gnomes are not known for their uh, no. you know scaling prowess. Is there a, is there any way I could justify using acrobatics for this? Uh, yeah, if you wanted to go up through the central crack in the skull, uh, you know, I would let you kind of, uh, kind of roll and tumble and wedge yeah, like your a, way. Yeah, like one of those things where you like, do yeah. that going up. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. exactly he'll, right, yeah, he'll where, you're, where you're pinning against the walls as you kind of yeah. uh, rotate your body and move up. Yeah, he'll do one of those instead of trying to like climb up with a vine or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You're using right. the crack to 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 give yourself some purchase and let you use your acrobatics. All right, that's going to be 19 total. Okay, cool. So so you fairly easily navigate. This is kind of think of it more as like really uh, refined rock climbing. You know what I mean? Then just straight up muscling yourself up. And so you are able to sort of uh, climb your way up there. And, and and you get about two-thirds of the way up the skull before you reach the part that's just jagged fragments of rock where the top of the skull was just shattered and burned out centuries ago, right? And so you climb up to the top, and and, and as you get up there, you, you find these broken, scarred runes, and you find the remnants of a stone that, uh, like like a flat stone that once sat atop it. And 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 your your idea, honestly, is as you uh, as you look at this and you kind of look at this odd flat stone was that was on top. You you have a pretty good idea that at one point in time. This was a, a stone altar, and that was mm -hmm. probably the purchase of a point of the shattered skull was uh, was the altar that was on top. And obviously, as the skull was shattered, the altar has kind of fallen down into the crack. And so you do make your way up to the top. It's fairly jagged. It's burred. There is an altar up there. You don't find anything of, of any value. It doesn't look like there's been anybody in there. Okay. And um, and so you do kind of turn and. um. And you look around and you sort of scan the woods and you look back where uh, in the direction that you came from. And again, roll me a perception check. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just paying. I wish I was better but, at these. But again, like you're you're focused on this area. That's going to be a natural 20, my sir. Oh, sweet. All right, cool. So because you have climbed up the top and you look down at one of the trees when you look at it, and only because of this angle, when you were down on the ground and you were looking straight at the tree, it was invisible. But as you look uh, uh, down from uh, from above, you see a um, you see that that there is a uh, almost like a sheet on one of the trees. Right. Like like because you look down, it's almost like a teepee. So you can actually see a um, a central sort of tubular body. And um, and you can see now that these are like wings that are out and they are wrapped around the tree and the mimicry 
of this thing is amazing. I mean, it is invisible against the tree. But you are because you are looking down on it at an odd angle, you can see this body. And so that's what you see. And you feel this great sense of pride because you knew you saw something. Yeah. And that's what it is. <laughs> You're good. Have you good um, have you ever seen um have you ever seen a moth land like on a rock or on a tree mm-hmm. and, and, and just like, blend in instantly? That's what you're looking at. And you're looking at it from the angle that you can see the body. You can see above the mimicry kind of down into the wingspan. And that's the only reason you're able to see this. Yeah. As as someone who takes pride in their stealth, like Sphere definitely like is like respects, respects the work and is like good craftsmanship, but not, (laughs) not as good as me. Um, how far below is this person? I'm 20 feet up. This person, you said it's in a tree? Um, it is against a tree. Against it a tree. is like flat against the trunk of the tree. <clears throat> and so you're like 20 feet up, and it's probably um, it, it, it's probably about five feet uh, in height and, and kind of wrapped around the main part of the tree uh, at, at, at ground level. Okay. Um, I'm just going to, like, take a pebble or something. Uh, and I'm going to kind of just toss it. Toss it over the edge at them. Yeah, and at the thing. Yeah. Just to, uh, no, not at the thing. At uh, at Scarf and Amari to get their attention. Okay, cool. Um Scarf and, then, and Amari, roll, roll me a perception check here to see if you're uh, if you're paying attention enough to okay. get this subtle signal. Uh, Scarf is also cooking just rats that he has in his pouch over the open fire <laughs> and eating them. Absolutely vile. I got a dirty ten. I got a thirteen. They uh they 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 continue uh to cook rats. And to try not to vomit at the rats being cooked. Really, Amari, you should eat. No, I'm, I, I'm above this. You need protein to grow stronger. <laughs> no, it, you don't understand. Um, because of my biology, I don't need to eat that much. Let alone vermin. I, I refuse. Well, if you won't eat, I will have your share. I am fine with that. And you will go hungry. I'm not going to go hungry. I'll be fine. We shall see. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, nope. Sphere, to your dismay, at this point, you see the, um, the creature flutter and jump forward about three trees. And in the blink of an eye, it has wrapped itself around a different tree. And again is completely invisible and it is moving steadily toward scarf and amari okay I, like I like not st- steadily like marching but like it it just it flipped it's making its and way. all the sudden yeah exactly all of a sudden it was three trees closer to scarf and amari and again invisible from their perspective yeah i'm like i'm looking over the edge looking at them looking back to the mob i still and i'm like those two call themselves professionals Ugh. I never right. once claimed to be a professional. 
I'm on top of something. I'm not talking to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take out my, my light crossbow and I'm just going, I'm not trying to shoot it as much as I'm trying to pin its wing to a tree and try to just okay. pierce its wing and stick it to a tree. All right, cool. So, uh, so you are from your vantage point, you've got a great sniping spot. You, okay. uh, you, bring out your light crossbow you take aim on the creature that seems to have no idea that you're up there because you uh successfully stealth the reason you didn't see it you went behind it as you came around to the skull and uh and your quick acrobatic climb inside the the rocks really didn't do anything to to rouse his attention and so it is completely unaware that you have this uh, high vantage point so you are in a perfect position to take a shot at this moth-like creature that is wrapped around the tree. And so roll me a ranged attack, and let's see how you do. Uh, since I'm in, quote-unquote, the perfect sniping spot, do I have advantage for high ground? Um, I, and I'm super stealthy? Okay. Uh, because you were in a perfect spot, and, uh, and I have said... That the uh, the moth creature has no idea that you are there. I am going to let you take all the time in the world and use the jagged edge of the top of the skull as a stabilizer. And so I am going, and you're trying to hit the wing, which is a fairly yeah. large target. And so I'm going to give you advantage on this shot. Hell yeah! Yeah, he's doing like the thing. All right, check it, check in the factoring in oh. the rotation of the Earth. Little down, little to the left. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we. That, yeah, this is good. This is good. Um. Okay, that's going to be a nineteen to hit. Great. So you uh you, great. So you pull the trigger back on your crossbow, and sure enough, it is a perfect shot. It goes right in above the exoskeleton, like the frame of the wing, which really sticks in there in a way that right. the moth creature is not able to pull away and as you do that the creature begins to flutter just like a moth when you touch it on your decks and then it just kind of like panics and fluttering wings and that's what you're seeing now is just this panicked fluttering again complete silence as the creature just flutters uh and flaps okay do these guys see this at this point um, they're still just oblivious to the. They're the, still the, completely oblivious because this is absolutely silent, and they are uh, they are still looking down at the fire and the food. This is your last chance. Do you want this rat? I will eat it if you do not. Hey, dumbasses! I don't have to tell you. <gasps> hey, up here! Severe. I don't have to tell you. We're having a conversation. Uh, I don't have to tell you. One more time, I do not want the rat right now. I so, Vera, would you please tell her she needs protein to grow strong? <laughs> Scott, no one wants your fucking rats. Hey, look at, look over there. There's a fucking moth man pinned to the tree. Look at that. Look at oh. that. Oh, d d do we see the moth man now? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's wildly flapping. Like, at this point, oh. it is the opposite of stealth. Right, Scarf uh, draws his long Severe, why didn't you tell us about that sooner? A challenger will approach. So, he's just like, so, he's just like are you fucking kidding me? And then he starts, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So as you guys look at this, the wingspan on this thing is probably about six feet from upper tip to lower tip on the opposite side. It's got a fairly small body. Think about like a mid-sized dog. Um, and, and again, the wings are about six feet diameter. So this is not a small uh, moth 
creature, but this is not something you have seen before. Uh, I'm going to start climbing down to join them. Uh, I think Scarf is just going to charge at it. You can, Large uh, insect, you dare challenge me? I will take you on. He'll kind of charge and drop his longsword. He'll kind of hold it up in the pit, his armpit, almost like a lance. Like lance a lance, like he's yeah. jousting on And he's at the last minute, he's going to run and just thrust it straight forward. <laughs> Michael, this creature um, uh, is pinned firmly by the crossbow bolt to the tree. I will let you roll with advantage on your uh, lance okay. sword attack. Um, I got a 5 and a 15, so I'll go with the 15, plus okay. 5, so a dirty 20. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So uh, so roll me some damage. All right. That's 1d8. Actually, if I was holding it in both hands when I thrust, that would be two-handed, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So that's my d10. Okay, 5 damage. All right, cool. So because of the way this uh, wing is pinned against the tree... You are able to charge straight up, and its legs are still facing towards the tree that it was previously holding onto. And so this is a straight-up shot to the back. You charge straight at it and jam your longsword right into its back. And you're actually disappointed in how strong this insect's exoskeleton is. And again, the moth uh, does not make a sound. There's no screech, there's no scream, there's just loud fluttering, and you have pushed the moth kind of back up against the tree, and now it is holding on to the tree and trying to get its legs up underneath itself in between its body and the tree. Haha, <laughs> a worthy foe. You can take more than one hit from Scarf. <laughs> so, Amari, what are what are you and Sphere doing right now as uh, as Scarf tries to impale the the moth? Now that um, Scarf is away from the fire and not really shoving the idea of the rat down my throat, I go up and take a little nibble of it. Looking. <laughs> and I realize that it's actually really good, and so I just eat the whole thing. That's what I'm doing. Uh, Sphere is actively climbing down the skull rock. Yeah. Right at this moment, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the moth gets its legs underneath it. And with all the force of its insect legs and with this new sort of coordinated effort after having been pushed back onto the tree, it rips its wing off of the crossbow bolt. So the, uh, sort of the fabric of the wing tears apart and it pushes off of the uh off of the tree and again now there's a fluttering of wings and it's kind of this dis uh disorganized movement and scarf all you see is wing everywhere oh. as this uh as this creature that was right in front of you is able to turn and it doesn't go far it just turns and goes from the tree to you and these hairy legs grab onto your armor and onto your shirt and that's when you get a look at the underside of this insect and what you see are these huge black multifocal eyes right so you see like fly eyes and they're uh they're not round they're they're like um like little uh, flat. I want to say hexagonal, but it's it's way more pieces than than that. And so this this uh, this insect is obviously looking at the entire area around you at once, and it has grabbed onto you. And that's when you see its stylet. 
and this thing brings out a proboscis. It's its mouth, and it's it's like um, it's like think of like a drinking straw, but the size of a short sword. Now. Imagine it's not a drinking straw, it's a hypodermic needle. And this it's keratinized exoskeleton, and it's got this Ugh. vicious, wicked point at the end and a hollow tube through the middle. And this uh I hate to break it to you. This moth uh just rolled a natural 20. And so he is going to stick that stylet right under your clavicle Oof. and into your chest from above your armor. And as um, and you are going to take ho ho, you are going to take fourteen points of damage as this thing just skewers you and begins to drain your blood through the stylet and into its pulsing abdomen. Uh, so scarf after or declaring what a worthy foe it is, gets attacked by this moth and in a fury of wings. I go down unconscious. Yes. Oh, no. Scarf. oh shit. Yes, at this point, what a word. Oh, and that's when the stylet goes through your clavicle into your um <laughs> into your left subclavian artery uh, and starts sucking blood. At the abdomen is pumping here, and when oh you look God. at this thing, it's like you know when you look at a mosquito and you can see the the blood. Filling its abdominal cavity. That's what you see. And, and, and this is actually, this abdomen is contracting and expanding as it pumps blood out of Scarf and into its abdomen. Uh, as Scarf is going down, you just hear him say, Ah, I see you two have brought a blade to the battle. <laughs> hey everyone, this is Dustin Bays. I play Sphere, Bert, and Boot. I, along with my fellow cast members, Maddie Fuller, who's playing Amari, Roy, and Enid, Nate Willette, who's playing Scarf, Jay Lachey, and Ma, and of course our amazing DM, Dr. Andy Rourke, want to say thank you so much for checking out our podcast. We've been working so hard on this over the past few months and are beyond excited to finally be sharing this with you. If you want, you can listen to the first three episodes right now on your favorite podcasting app. And if you're thinking to yourself, man, I would love to watch a video version of this, well, great news. We are premiering those live on Facebook and YouTube. First episode's coming out August 31st. Second episode's coming out September 7th. And third episode is premiering September 14th, all at 7 p.m. Episode four will be released in audio and visual format September 21st. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at at BragPod, that's B-R-A-G-P-O-D. And then find us on YouTube by searching Blue Ridge Adventures Guild. Thank you, and now, back to the show. Ah, I see you two have brought a blade to the battle. <laughs> this is really fascinating. I, yeah, are you gonna, do we... Of, uh, back at the temple when they mummified people. Yeah, do we want to help him, or we want to just leave him? I mean, if he dies, he dies. It's up to you, really. I don't really care. I mean, I don't really like the guy, but... I if mean, you I mean, if you want to save him, I will save him. But if you don't, then uh, I don't either. I mean, this moth thing could come after us when it's done, or maybe I'll just go it. Uh, well, let's just fucking kill this thing, and then if we all can right, save him when it's it. all over, then we'll try and save him. All right, let's kill it then. All right. Uh, oh, oh, shit. I, don't tell him. I, I forgot to eat. I am going to take a bite of this rat, though. <laughs> 
Hey, just eat the rest of this one. It was mine anyway. Are you sure? You don't? You're not gonna eat the rest of that? No, I ate my fill, really. Yeah. I mean, I to was honest, messing with him for a long but, time. But behind you, the abdomen of the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of the of the vampire moth expands and contracts. <laughs> yeah, I love I love rat. It's just that dude just won't shut up sometimes. All right. All right, here I get. Uh, all right, here we go. All right, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna like sprint over, and I'm like, they call this one the people's elbow, and I'm just gonna and go for like a flying elbow into. I'm assuming that he's prone. Oh yeah, he's prone right. with this uh, greyhound, like this dog, this winged dog-sized insect, happily attached to his chest. With a stylet stabbed through uh, yeah. the lower part of his neck. Uh, and, and it's just having the best meal. Boom. Uh, ooh, uh, it's going to be uh, 12 to hit. Uh, that actually does hit, yeah. As he's um, as he's uh, there on top of Scarf and he's sort of fully attached, yeah. So, uh, so a 12 with your flying elbow is going to hit. All right, so uh, I'm a monk. I'm, a, I'm doing the monk class thing. So I get a second act. If I do unarmed strike, I yeah. can do second 100%. strike. So, so I like hit him, and then I'm just going to do that thing where I stand up and then just do it again. <laughs> just hit him again. All right, cool. So yeah. uh, so roll me damage on the first elbow. Okay, roll Okay, roll damage. Sure, yep. sure. Roll damage on the first elbow, and then uh, you're going to have to roll me another attack for the second elbow. All right, roll on at the same time. First damage is going to be... Max damage, eight for the first one, and then I rolled a 24 for the second one. So. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, so you drop the elbow on, Max the, damage uh, on the insect, and his little legs kind of go out from under it, and then you jump back up and you come back down, and as you come back down, you pinch this engorged abdomen between your elbow coming down on his back and and scarf's prone, uh, prone like, thigh. Oh, no. And it, yeah, oh yeah. And you know the abdomen just ruptures and just blood goes everywhere. It is, a, it is imagine the juiciest mosquito you have ever slapped times a thousand. That is the, you know, like a pint of, of scarf's blood explodes out of this uh, vampire moss abdomen, just soaking scarf in his own blood. That is <sighs> grossed out. But Amari is very intrigued. Uh, Amari, roll me a perception check. <clears throat> I shall. Uh, that will be a total 19. As you watch this spectacle of these two morons <laughs> fighting with an insect, you see the forest behind them move. Um, and not just in one place. You see the forest behind them start to move and as you look it all goes back to normal but having seen this moth you know that it was not alone and more are coming hey um i don't really care what you do because i hate you but um I think there are a lot more of those things out there, and now they're going to be really mad because we killed one of their <sighs> friends. So I'm go so get get that thing off of him, get it off of him, just like get it off yeah. of him, so I can heal him. Then you pick him up, and we will go. 
And and what as you're that? as you're talking, the fire, which has largely been embers, starts to rise up and increase in intensity, and and the fire just comes back, and the flames just kind of dance up. It's it's not a big fire, but when you think about the fact it was just embers a moment ago, and now it's probably uh, 16 inches or so high. It's as high as a human head. It was like, um, and, and sure enough, the uh, the flames come up, and they sort of take this face of this kind of bald uh, head with 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 like orcish features, very. Thick features. It's not. It's not an orc, but it's just. It's just. It's. It, it feels very orcish. Uh, that. That's the best way that you can kind of get your head around what this image is, and it's also flickering and dancing. So it's. It, it's. It's not concrete. You. You. It's. It's no one that you know. It's nothing that you've seen before. It's not a species you can go. Yes, that's an orc. It's not anything that you've seen. But. But the. Um. The. 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 The head comes up and sort of takes shape. And in your mind, Amari, you hear this deep voice, and it says, The cataclysm is coming. You must not be taken. And as you hear this voice inside your head, right beside you, at the shattered skull, you hear this crack. And it is if a tree is a dry tree is being torn in half and as you hear this noise you look and sure enough the pieces of the shattered skull or it, it's as if a, a, an invisible giant at the top has grabbed both sides of the shattered skull and is tearing them apart because the skull crack widens and as it widens you see a cavern beneath that is now exposed um so I'm starting to pull the I'm starting to pull the moth off, I guess. I'm just uh, doing what she told me to do. So did you see that? Did you see that you know my future condo that just got destroyed? I'm, I'm assuming I heard that, right, Andy? You, oh yeah, you definitely heard the crack. And honestly, based on your previous perceptions, out of the corner of your eye, you have also seen movement. And not in one place. So yep, maybe very, we should go. Very much, to... very much saw that. Let's get the fuck out of okay. here. Okay. So before we start, are, are we going to go to the, the to the new like place that this earthquake revealed? Are we going to? I don't to care town? where. I don't care where we go. Let's just okay. go. So I think logically, I think we should go that way. I mean, there was a message in the fire, and then that should happen. I think it's a message, maybe from my god. I don't fucking know. Let's go that way. I'm gonna cast yep. cure wounds on uh, on scarf. So I'm gonna cast cure wounds. So that is gonna be a total of six health back six. to you. The Aha! It takes more than an insect to down the mighty scarf. Let's go. See, <laughs> yeah, I'm covered in his blood. Since Amari first saw movement in the forest, the wave has moved about 25% of the <clears throat> distance towards you guys. You're probably looking at it 120 to 150 feet from where you see multiple uh, of, of these vampire moths flitting to trees. And again, they're hard to count and they're hard to see because they just seem to disappear. But the distance between them and you is steadily closing. Okay. Hey, 
Hey, dumb, dumb. There's a lot more of those things out there. Let's go. Don't try to fight them. Well, honestly, I don't care. But we're leaving. <laughs> we we're, we're going there, up there to that new place. You missed it. You were dead. But I, I brought you back. But um, it's up there. So just go there. Okay. I am not running because I am afraid. I am running because I seek challenges ahead of me. I mean, I won't what tell happened? anyone you're afraid. It's natural to be afraid. Sparp has no uh, fears. Whatever. Let's. I'm. Go. <laughs> I'm running because I am very afraid right now. So. <laughs> let's go, please. And he. I'm just gonna start taking off again. Uh, I'll, I'll take off after you. So you got your head into the... Tall, though, so it's like more like a brisk walk. Well, yeah, I was going to say, can I scoop him up and just kind of like... So, yeah, absolutely. So, Scarf, you you uh, you sweep up Svir, um, and you guys are heading for the cavern. As you uh, see, the, uh, the moss seem to be losing interest in stealth and moving quicker. They're still going tree to tree, which seems to be their innate movement pattern, but they are they seem much less interested in you not seeing them as they advance uh, towards you. And so you uh, you guys, uh, scar- uh, uh, Scarf with uh, Severe in your arms and Amari, um, who's going first into, into the crack that has now been opened up in the Shattered Skull? I mean, I assume I am running as fast as possibly... As, as I possibly can, and I'm not carrying anyone, so I assume I'm running faster than this. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you duck down into this, uh, into the cavern that you see. It, it, it's a hole. It's probably about four feet in diameter that has opened up, and most of the crack is still full. It's just rocks, it's just dirt, but there is this blackness, this this cavern underneath, and as you dip down and look in, your dark vision uh, adjusts very quickly to the light of the morning that's streaming into this cavern, and roll me uh, an investigation check really quickly, please. Everyone? No, just, uh, just Amari. Okay. I rolled a 10. Perfect. All right, cool. So um, so as you duck into this room, Amari, this was not a passageway that previously existed. As the skull was torn apart, however, it did expose the corner of a room that was submerged under the ground. And so as you duck into this, you are actually ducking under a wall and coming out of the corner of uh, what is some sort of a catacomb, a uh, dungeon, labyrinth, some sort of submerged area. Uh, you look around and you see uh, stone walls and floor. There's no evidence of light. Um, it, it, you know, obviously just just thick dust and dirt. There's uh, it, it's it's hard to even see to the back just because the tearing open of the wall has stirred up so much dust and debris that is is obviously laid there for thousands of years. You cough as you go in, but you look around, you do see um, you do see uh, boulders, you see uh, sort of shattered statues that have fallen over the one right next to you. Uh, you you're really too close to kind of make it out. It's some sort of a robed figure of a statue, probably 12 feet tall, that's fallen over at some point. Uh, it's broken at uh, just below the knees. It's broken around the abdomen, and the head is broken off. So you've got these big pieces 
of stone that are there, uh, as well as some boulders and some things that have kind of fallen in uh, when the uh, when the area was torn open. You you can't because of the dust and the dirt. You you really can't see. You don't know if this is a single room, if this is some sort of a cellar, if this is a passageway leading deep. You, you you're too disoriented going in to to make a clear plan. Um, am I allowed to do one thing? Sure. Uh, since I cannot really see that well based off of just relying on my dark vision, I would really like to cast light on my shield. And sort sure. Of look around and also kind of guide the other two down where I am. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm here yes. speaking. This is where so I am. Perfect. So, uh, Scarf, as you come around the corner, severe in your arms, you weren't sitting where Amari was. And so you heard the crack and you saw the stone shift and you saw her dart towards this crack. But the idea that there is an that opening into that the way. earth is news to you. And so uh, so you dip around the corner just in time. You see this, uh, again, it's, it's probably three to four foot opening in the ground, it's probably uh, 24 inches wide. It's, it's enough for you to kind of turn sideways and try to duck into. And mm-hmm. right as you see this black hole, all of a sudden it just illuminates and you see sort of go, a, a dim golden light inside. And, and you know that this is where Amari has gone and you can see that she has moved out of the way. And so that space is clear for you to move into. Amari, I shall follow Okay. You can, yeah, can you put me down now? I, yes. I don't have any ego. There's, there's no shame in this. It's just, uh, we would be too wide to fit. Yeah. So, um, sorry. So, Scarf and Sphere, you guys, you guys, (laughs) you guys both enter into the room. Um, and so roll me an investigation checks. Ooh. 15 for me. For, Uh, I rolled a 17 minus 1, so that's a 16 for me. Uh, great. So as you guys enter in, because Amari has has uh, has cast light on her shield, you look around, and there's still just swirling dust in the air. But the two of you, especially uh, especially Sphere as a gnome, um, as a deep gnome, you quickly read the room pretty well. And this is uh, some sort of an underground, um, uh, a prep prep area for for a temple or or, um, or a ceremony area is what it seems to you. So and as say that as you come in there are statues but they're but they're fairly modest statues there are there are um it looks like like uh, mostly humanoids and priestly garbs there are some that uh, that are sort of very uh, half elf or sorry half orc features uh, in priestly garb, they uh, th- those are the statues kind of around this uh, relatively small room. It's probably uh, 15 by 20 feet in diameter. You've just crashed in through the corner, stirring up all the dust. Large stones. Uh, there are um, t- they they're almost like uh, l- like like short altars, but they're again they're about knee high stone. Uh, they're about six feet tall and three feet wide. 
plateaus, like very low tables that rise up out of the uh, the floor. They were probably some sort of a base for something that was larger, possibly made of wood, something that deteriorated uh, 500, 600 years ago. Um, but but you do see um, you do see a stone archway at uh, at the opposite end of the room and uh, and so that would be the uh, the west wall and then on the north wall you see another entryway both of them complete blackness beyond um, and uh, and that is the those are the rooms that you're looking in they do not have any doors on them they are open archways and okay. that is the space that you guys, that the three of you are standing in okay. First gut reaction, do based off of the moth that I pulled off of scarf, do I think that they can fit through the gap that we came through? Not yes. So the answer is, is yes, they can okay. definitely as as <clears throat> like like probably single file, they could fit through the gap. It's not okay. a gaping hole that they'll pour into, but as it stands now, absolutely. Guys, we gotta let's seal the room. We gotta seal the room. They're coming. Yes, I was thinking about maybe finding a door out of here and then closing that door behind us. That's the best possible thing we can do. Uh, I don't, I don't really see any doors, but uh, I think, I mean, not gonna lie, I'm super excited. I think this is one of those, those caverns where they like store treasure and shit that everyone's been talking about, and we found one first, guys. Like, this is it. We're gonna get fucking rich. Severe. <laughs> Help me move this stone. Uh, and Scarf is going to go over to like the biggest piece of the stone statue and try to just bare hands lift it to block the way. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a big help for that, but uh, whatever. I'll do my part. All right. Roll me a, uh, a straight up str strength athletics check all the way. There's no acrobatics yeah. on this one. Oh, no, that's understandable. Sphere is going to try to give him the help action, but like narratively, I think he still doesn't get advantage. Oof. Do I get advantage or no? Oh, no. My, then I rolled a nat one. <laughs> you go, let's do it. It's go time. And then nothing, absolutely nothing happens. Outside, this stone is a mighty foe. I must train to defeat it. Outside, shadows flit across the, uh, the sunlight coming into the hole. Fuck, fuck. Uh... Uh, so let me ask, if I were to break this statue somehow, could yeah. would it fall and cover the hole? Yeah, I, there, there's definitely, yes. There there are enough sort of statues around, and you don't have to cover the whole thing. Uh, a, a, a fairly good place, a statue falling over from one of the ones near the door that's still standing uh, would absolutely work. Um, I, I think that some sort of, uh, sort of lever or, or rolling of the statue that is down, um, if you could somehow roll it up, into the way and, and wedge it, that would work. So I think you have a variety of options of utilizing the statues or even just trying to toss the boulders back uh, back in into the way um, and, and somehow securing them. I, I think you've got a, a, a number of options and ways you can try to seal up this hole. Okay, so I've decided I do not want to die by vampire moth. Yeah. I will help. Thanks for joining the team. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, let's just do what that voice said. Hey, dum uh, dum, can you take your great sword and like roll that block in front of the door, or in front I, of that hole? I, I used to push boulders back when I was a child. I could push boulders with ease now. 
I don't All right, believe then you. Let go me see ahead. It. I don't feel like doing it now because you said that you can do it by yourself. <laughs> I don't feel like helping. But I still will. I just... <laughs> I, want, I want to see you do it by yourself first because you're so confident. Uh, Scarf is going to go and try and roll this boulder. So, Scarf, as you duck down, uh, like, lift with your legs, not with your back, you know, mm. excellent lifting posture. You, uh, I have been trained properly. This, OSHA yeah, behind this, this large boulder. Yeah, exactly. Perfect lifting technique. You uh, <laughs> Shoulders back, head up, eyes forward. You're looking directly out the hole, and you see one of the vampire moths just come straight down, thunk, onto the ground probably 12 feet away from you and it's huge uh insectoid eyes uh just just seem to be uh enjoying the view of you trying to put this uh boulder into the way and so my roll nemesis you return so roll- <laughs> it's it's not i don't think it's the same one scott we he has returned from death to fight me again just as i have returned from death no, I, I mean, think it's. I, you know what? I don't. Never mind. He's gonna. I don't think it's worth it. I will show him. I uh, I got a nineteen plus five. Oh, so twenty-four. With, yeah, with that you go and like and like seeing the moth come down. You, um, it's not fear. It's a hundred percent like dick measuring contest. Like, and you. You roll this enormous boulder, and it just it just flips over about twice, and and just lays. I mean, just perfectly right against the opening, leaving probably um sort of trying for inch, a tall triangle that you can look out to, and you see the moth, and all of a sudden it just and, and, and just in the speed of lightning, it's like the way it flips from one tree to another. All of a sudden, pow! And this insectoid eye is right up against that hole you can see about 50 reflections of your face all in the faint blue and gold light of amari's light spell from her shield as this vampire moth presses its its eye against and and is trying to kind of wheedle its head through that space my nemesis now you see in your mind's eye and your head's eye what a true champion can look like he really does think he's poetic, doesn't he? He just fucking loves himself, doesn't he? Jesus. <laughs> I don't even think that's how you could really put it. He's just an enigma. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... If if I didn't just watch that dude die by a bug, I might actually be impressed. <laughs> so there is still a moth in here with us, correct? No, 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 no. It's on the outside with okay. its eye pressed up the opening, like c- clearly looking at all three of you. I am going to point at that eyeball. Yeah. That really nasty, you know, fucking faceted eyeball. And I'm going to uh, scare it uh, and sort of cast Word of Radiance on it. Okay, so you're going to cast Word of Radiance? All right, perfect. Yeah, so, I'm going to uh, just kind of make it go away. Is that, a, is that a saving throw, or is that a... Um... Uh, it is a constitution saving throw for the uh, vampire mothy man from New Jersey. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's got a constitution save of 11. 
11. Okay, so that fails because my save is 12. All right, perfect. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so I'm going to... <sighs> so tell me what happens as you as you drive right. this effect away. So I have to utter a divine word, and my divine word is die. Oh. And I just point at it, and I say die, and then this la- this really beautiful ray of light just shines through and just goes towards the stupid little vampire moth from New Jersey. And it inflicts four radiant damage on that nasty eyeball. Does it make like that bug zapper noise? Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, and um, and so the uh, the eye immediately disappears, and you uh, you see sunlight, and then all of a sudden, two of those stylets from different angles come darting through the hole as if they were hoping that you would come to look out at your handiwork, and uh, and and then there's you you start to hear motion as as multiple little insectoid feet move around the hole. None of them put their faces down right there again, but you uh, you clearly hear them uh, moving and shuffling around the uh, the triangle opening, and um, and that pathway seems quite sealed to you. Is anyone else really itchy? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. God, I can't stand it. I hate. All right. Oh. Well, I think, I think we're good for now. But uh, I think, I think this is. I think there might be some money down here. This is like a, a religious thing. When I was up top, I saw an an altar, uh, kind of like this actually. Was it was it kind of like this? I'm guessing the altar. I yeah, saw it, it was, was kind of like this. It was taller, yeah. but yes, it very very similar. Some of the sort of design work around the outsides uh, along the edges looked very similar. Very similar theme of um, of sort of a. Um, it, it's almost like hourglasses, uh, like yeah. those shapes back to back to back that wrap around. Um, and, uh, and and so that, that that's sort of a pattern that wraps around and then embedded uh, into the uh, into the sides that are these ovals that that almost look like uh, they look like uh, they look like mirrors is like a sort of a mirror mirror on the wall. Um, mm. But that's part of the power. It, 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 it's like hourglass, hourglass, mirror, hourglass, hourglass, yeah. mirror as it kind of wraps around. But that's exactly the same pattern that you saw on the altar uh, stone that had been up on top of the shattered skull. Uh now that I have like a better look and the dust has settled and we aren't, you know, going to be sucked dry by vampire bats from New Jersey, but not bats, moths. 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 Um, can I do a religion check on the altars to see if yep. I recognize any of the symbols or anything? Absolutely. Like yeah, definitely. And I'm and I'm going to take out my notebook and just jot the symbols down themselves. So yeah, sure. I have like a record of what they look like. Yeah. So yeah. I got a total 16. Um so you get um you get a uh you kneel down beside these these two um tables like they're almost like coffee table. <laughs> if if an altar was a coffee table, uh like like I don't know, maybe Maybe a cult has like a studio apartment. They're trying to save space. That's kind of what this looks like. And um, they went you to a- Charlotte to 
to the yeah, it has idea. One of, it has one of those lip tops. Oh, so yeah, you can make the altar a little bit higher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when you need oh, to. Yeah. That's exactly it. They have, uh, there's, there's like milk crates that can go underneath it to just bring it up. Um, <laughs> the, as you get down and look at this, you definitely believe these are religious symbols. Um, that, that's very clear to you. This is not, uh, it doesn't look to be arcane magic. It very much seems to be uh, religious scripture symbols. Um, so the, the altar itself very much seems to serve some, a religious purpose, but even though your your depth of knowledge is 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 uh, is impressive, Amari, this is nothing that you've seen before. And so the knowledge that you come away with here after this sort of religion check and investigation is this is a religion that far predates anything that 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 you have you have seen. So you're certain that this is this is religious in nature, um, and absolutely certain as well that this is not um, one of your standard religions that is being practiced today. This is a dead religion. Um, hey, this, so this is really important. Yeah, does this look familiar to you? Is this is this Anubu's uh, stuff or something? This, this is no Anub, Anub, Anubis. Anub, oh, sorry, sorry, Anubis. Scarf is going to look over the statues and kind of... Whatever religion, oh, wrong voice. I did your voice for a second. Whatever religion this must be, must make everyone so tall. Look at the size of the statues they made of the people. It must make great warriors. Anyway, oh. so it's, oh it's a God. dead religion. I've never seen anything of it. I've never read anything that gives me any indication that there's anything documented about this at all. Okay, so, I so think when you. We, are discovering something brand spanking newborn baby new, but it's also old, like very, old, very like, old. Yeah. But like it's re new new. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, re -new. I mean, I think there's like, there's gotta be someone in Cinder that like knows, maybe like knows some history of the, maybe they, you know, there has to be someone who knows something about this, but, uh, and when, yes. when you say dead, when you say dead religion, you mean like it's not like you, where it's like a religion about the dead, right? Like oh, that would make me very happy. Okay, uh, but it's not. No, no, that's not what I mean. I mean it's been lost. Well, let's see if we can loot the shit out of this place, and then yeah. we'll like, and then we'll like do the right thing and like go tell someone who can like uncover all its mysteries and uh, all the knowledge and stuff. But what if they like? What, what if they don't know anything about it and then they have to name it after somebody and then they name it after this stupid little nerd that we tell about it? That's not very fun. Why don't we just keep it to ourselves? Yeah, but mm. how are we going to get famous? But they're going to get famous. We'll just have all the money from this place. It doesn't really make sense either way. So That's... just keep all of it and then go somewhere and be like, we discovered this shit. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, either leave way, we're getting paid. Out of it. Yeah, speak. <laughs> hold on, speaking of pe leaving people out, hey, hey, are you done talking to those statues? Or are you going to come <laughs> with us? So, so, Scarf, you're walking around in this room as uh, yes. Sphere and Amari are talking, and, and you're really interested in these statues, actually. As you look at them, they, uh, they are robed statues. And uh, so the statues do seem quite similar. And there's not a lot of them in this room. You can see them extending out 
of the uh, of the northern hallway, uh, which is a little bit smaller. Uh, the uh, the western hallway seems to open up into a large dark space. But uh, along this, around this room and down that hallway, as you walk, the first statue you come to is um is, is an elven figure that you're quite familiar with. You usually go, oh. This looks like a uh, an elven priest, and then there is uh, you see a human figure, and um, and as you sort of move on around, you see another figure, and this figure is not one that you've seen. It's um, it it, it looks like some sort of a tortured human. Um, as a human, I use it loosely. The eyes are different. They're broader. They're almost like diamond shaped. Uh, the, just there's pocking of the skin and granted this is a stone statue, but they were clearly intentional. This doesn't, this being doesn't have skin in the way that you would, um, that you would expect. And as you glance down the Northern hallway, you see, um, uh, almost like a, a demon face. It, it's not, it's, it's not what Amari saw in the flames, but it is not of any species that you have seen before. And all of these uh, beings are uh, statues shrouded in uh, in similar plain uh, garb. It's just you know obviously they're in uh, they're in robes like priestly robes. Um, and as you look down the hall, you you can even see variation in thickness and height, especially in height of these beings. Uh, you once one um, one silhouette down the hall seems to be about two feet tall compared to to the others. And so there's a wide variety of species of uh, of humanoids here. Mm-hmm. Uh, some that you are very familiar with. And some that look like um, fairy tale, and some that look like nightmare. Uh, I think uh, Scarf is going to keep walking down, uh, just kind of checking out each one, and just kind of get a good feel. You said there's a demon at the end of the hall. Uh, it's uh, it's down the hallway, uh, down the northern smaller hallway. But uh, you are leaving the um, you are leaving the light of Amari's shield behind okay. you, and your instincts start to kick in as you step into the hall, uh, into the northern hall, and just the echo is something about it in the the fact that it's this is a sacred place and it's a place. That no one has been in thousands of years. Uh, I think I'm gonna draw my sword just out of, uh, like thinks, mm-hmm. kind of like just do like the slow backing around and looking, but still make my way. Uh, just I want to see all the statues and kind of just keep walking down the hall. So as um, as Scarf draws his sword and starts to move down the northern hallway, the more narrow of the two openings, Amari and Sphere, what what are you doing? I feel like that's probably about the time I turn around and go, "Hey, hey, you, you looking at the statues? Or are we gonna? Hey, hey where'd he go? What? Hey, uh, we're we're going to leave your party there." 
Hey guys, Dustin Bays again. That's going to be it for episode one. You can listen to episode two right now on your favorite podcasting app. Episode two, we start over with a new adventuring party that we call the Normies. They're a bunch of essentially level zero humans that are having to discover what their superpowers are as they're introduced to this world. If you want to watch episode one in video format, you can do so on YouTube and Facebook. It'll be premiered live on August 31st at 7 p.m. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at at BragPod. That's B-R-A-G-P-O-D. And you can find us on YouTube by searching Blue Ridge Adventures Guild. You can find our cast members, Maddie Fuller, on Twitter and Instagram at MLadvey. That's M-L-A-D-V-E-Y. You can find Nate Willette on Twitter at Omeletsky26. That's OmeletSky26. You can find myself, Dustin Bays, on Instagram at DTBays. And you can find our amazing DM on Facebook and Twitter at Dr. Andy Rourke. And you can listen to his podcast, Kona Shame, on YouTube and wherever you find podcasts. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.